Hello and welcome to another episode of the IFF TV podcast with myself, Paul Nealon, joined by Gary Spain as always, and we're here to talk about all the latest talking points and results from the weekend's League of Ireland Premier Division games. Check it out, don't forget to leave your thoughts in the comments as always, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a 5 star rating. Here we go. We are going to get straight into it, and the first thing we'll talk about is the game between Dundalk and St. Pat's. They finished one all, goals from Pat Huben, and then uh, almost straight away a goal from Robbie Benson. A game which we both watched on a watch long and as well via the Watch LOI stream. Um, it was actually also on RT as well, but I just feel as though the biggest talking point of the weekend was probably the stream and how well all the games are working and and how successful it's been so what's been your take on that Gary? yeah it's been it's been great paul actually um i think everyone's been impressed by the quality um a couple of small issues with audio but i think in general i think everyone's been uh very happy with it it looks it looks really good it looks really professional and it's great value for money is at 55 euro for domestic customers i think 69 euro but you get all the extra air sports games and i see today they've added the fai cup to it as well so it's a fantastic deal it's and it's it's great it's great to see great promotion for the league i was also seeing that uh, i think no queen had come out and said how much uh, i think it was a, a, a press conference today with gary owens himself and no queen said how much it's uh, exceeded expectation and you know the it, it's actually showing that there is a good kind of source of for her income and, and advertisement uh, for future stuff so I wouldn't rule this out being a thing going forward and I think it rightfully should be and I, I've been calling for for a few years now so it's great to see we're actually putting some things into place in, in such a kind of awkward time in the world you know yeah I mean I'm actually quite taken by all the tweets from people where they're watching the games you know and people from the square in bruno and the czech republic people all over the united states um people watching through work in canada people all, all over europe as well uh people in australia and it's uh it shows that the appeal is there now i i assume uh, i think most of the people watching i assume are irish people expats but why not build up a following abroad as well? I mean, there is um, opportunities for. I know. I know people like to bet on the league as well, so uh, maybe there's opportunities there as well. Yeah. Well, we will get into the game, and obviously, we, I mentioned we watched the game, and it didn't really look like the Dundalk that we all know, and kind of the Dun- and you know, they're known for being the attacking team, the ones that break down the fences and we always know that when generally speaking when teams go there they generally set up to try and frustrate Dundalk and I thought Pat's done everything in their power to kind of get in their faces and, and, and press them and cause ha- cause hassle for Dundalk ultimately Dundalk had I think Pat Huben said today 63% possession in both halves so it shows they had a lot of the ball but they didn't do anything with it so you know I was actually surprised at how well Pat's did and credit to them but I thought it was down to a lack of fitness. Now he was quick to tell me it wasn't. What was your take on it? Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think it was fitness. I mean, the four European clubs, including Dundalk, were back uh, weeks before anybody else. So if anyone has to uh, a case for lack of fitness, I think it's Pats. But I thought Pats played really well. Let's give them the credit first because 
they they played really well. They were well worth the point. They did have a go at Dundalk, as you said. They did press them up the pitch. Um, they took. They were a bit unfortunate, I thought, to go behind to Pat Huben's goal. I don't think Dundalk had done enough in the opening, what is it, 23 minutes, to deserve the lead. And at that stage, you're kind of thinking, God, you've gone away from home. You're up against the champions. Um, you've got a goal down, and it's easy for the heads to drop and feel like it's not going to be our night. And uh, But no, they came straight back, and uh, they got the goal from Robbie Benson. Um, Dundalk may well regret letting him go, of course. But um, yeah, I, I thought Pat's played really well. And you said it's not to Dundalk. We know, and I'd agree with that. Um, it's it's a tough one. I mean, even if you go back before lockdown, they probably weren't firing on all cylinders at that point as well. Now, it's very hard with the, the four or five month break. And we've already seen some crazy results. We can get on to that. But it's only one game. So I, I think it, it will tell a lot. But um, it, it was a bad night. It was a bad night for Dundalk. They, they didn't do enough to win the game, in my view. Yeah, well, I got up with Patrick Huben. You can hear what he has to say here. We are. I am joined by Dundalk FC striker Patrick Huben, who has now hit six goals this season. He's top scorer in the league at the moment. Another goal on Friday, Patrick. Um, how are you keeping? You've just got that one-all draw. I suppose a surprise in many people's eyes, but what was your take on the game? Um, yeah, you know, the game was tough. Um, Pats came with a game plan and they executed very well. And... Um, you know, they came for the result and that's what they got. Um, you know, we probably just on the night just didn't move the ball just quick enough and um, we kind of played into the press. So, um, you know, we look back in the game and something to learn from and, uh, you know, to know for again. And, you know, we had 63% possession, but we just didn't create enough or move the ball quick enough. So at the end of the day, that's what happens. You know, if you're not preparing right for these games as players, you know, if you're not doing it on the day, you're gonna you're gonna either draw or lose. So, um, I just felt that's what happened on the night. Yeah, obviously, a familiar face was was there. Goal scorer Robbie Benson, and he got man of the match. I don't know he was superb, but do you feel as though you know? I know we'd spoken before previously about fitness and stuff like that. Do you think that might have played a factor? And the fact that when people come to play Dundalk now, I suppose like teams used to do at Man United, they raise their game to play against us. Yeah, um, I won't say fitness was an issue at all. Um, I don't know about the other players, but I felt grand. Um, yeah, they they definitely do raise their game. They're playing against us. They come with a game plan. They try to you know either slow down the game or or you know put ten men behind the ball, what etc. etc. Like that's the kind of stuff that we've been used to, and you know to a, to an extent, you know Pat's press was very well, but they did um, slow down the game quite a lot too. Um, you know, we we kept sixty three percent possession in both halves, but we did nothing with it. So, which is not good enough. And um, you know, Pats they get tired towards the end, especially even in the first half as well. Ten minutes towards the end, and it's very hard to just sustain that kind of press. And you know, there was gaps there to exploit, but we just didn't do it on the night. And um, you know, fair play to them; they came here with a game plan and done really well. But I think it affected them on their next game. So obviously, uh, Dave McMillan's came in and, and helped, uh, I suppose, enforce your strike force. How... <laughs> I'm keeping that in. Keep it in. 
Yeah, how, how much is that important now? Because you have a striker. I think um, Vinnie Puerta basically made out that yourself and Georgie Kelly are quite similar in many ways. That you know, looking at this, it's uh, it's two different players now with McMillan coming in to help you out. Yeah, well, you know, Georgie's twenty three. Um, you know, he needs games. He needs to play more, and um, and he needs to learn a lot more as well. And I think he'll get that with Pats under Stephen O'Donnell. So you know, it'll be a very good learning curve for him to go and get games, get minutes as well. And I think that's very good for him. And Brendan Davy, you know, he's he's been at the club before. I played with Davy as well in two thousand and fourteen. So you know, it all makes sense. So um, yeah, me and Georgie are similar, I suppose, to to a certain extent. But um, it gives us different options, I suppose. Yeah, and obviously Rovers now have gone five points clear. I I just worried at all. I know the fixture congestion or congestion's a bit annoying, but I just worried at all that they've gone a five points. I know last year he's 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 called that gap back. So I suppose yeah, it's well, yeah, it's, it's not ideal, really, is it? Um, twelve games to go, five points behind. But you know, in our dressing, we fully believe we can um, go on run and winning games. And um, I know you, you can't hang on what's happened in the past, but we've done it before. So, um, yeah, it's 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 gonna it's gonna be tough, but sure. Look here, that's what we're working with, I suppose. And um, you know, with twelve games to go, it's it's an ideal. But uh, all you can do is do your best. But yeah, I think we can go on a uh, win and run and see where it takes us, for sure. You know, we have the the early kickoff now on Friday, the quarter to six kickoff, I think it is, um, against Bowes. You're looking forward to that now. And and just before you touch on that game, just what have you made of the streaming service so far? Have you been watching many of the games? I yeah, have, I, I, I think the streaming service is excellent. Um, you know, I played for myself the other day. I watched the Derry and uh, St. Pat's game the other day, and um, I thought it was brilliant. Um, you know, we've we've I know we discussed about it off camera before saying. You know, it's something that can definitely be done to create revenue for clubs and stuff like that. And um, I think it's it's been fantastic so far. And um, long may continue. Pity there's not more league games this year to keep it going. Yeah, definitely. But just just on the on the Bowls game then, because I think a lot of people now actually get the chance to actually watch the games rather than just hear like reports and stuff like that. So I think I just think it's brilliant. I know yeah, it's it not ideal. Yeah. It's not ideal having not or not having fans in the grounds, but the fact that people can actually watch it now and now going forward, hopefully even around the world, they'll be able to watch it. Yeah, definitely. And it's a platform that hopefully is going to be there for a long, long time, not just for. You know the pandemic we're kind of going through. Uh, uh, hopefully, it's something that's going to be there for a long time. Because, like you said, you know you can watch the game from anywhere around the world now. So, um, hopefully, it, it it you know it puts a good name out for for the football in Ireland and increase increases with revenue as well for all the clubs too. Absolutely, well, Pat. Thanks very much for giving us your time. All right, and I'll let you go. No problem. yourself you were at Shamrock Rovers in Tala against Finn Harps 3-1 to the hoops what was your take on the game so well I, I could talk about Dundalk not coming back well from lockdown the first 37 minutes in Tala Shamrock Rovers were out of this world they were superb they they just came out and they absolutely blew Harps away um their passing their movement um and everything was just fantastic. Jack Bourne was in the centre of everything, and he he was he was my man of the match. But even guys like Dylan Watts, had, I thought, had a great game as well. 
first goal after six minutes from the the free kick by Jack Byrne, and uh, it, it ruins Finn Harps. I mean, their game plan was obviously to come down, stay very compact, come for a point, and you go goal down after six minutes. And what do you do? And I, I, they didn't really have an answer. I mean, Rovers just kept coming at them. The second goal was no surprise. Dylan Watts set up by Jack Byrne. Um, at, at times, at 2-0, Rovers were actually just playing with Harps. It was more like a training session. Uh, great third goal from Aaron McAniff. Um, 3-0 after 37 minutes, you think. I, I was actually thinking that it could be a record score. If in Harps' first ever game in the League of Ireland, they, in 1969, they lost 10-2 to Shamrock Rovers. And I was actually thinking of that when Aaron McEnough's goal went in. I said, they could get 10 if they wanted. Now, it didn't pan out like that. Harps, I think the third goal sparked them into action. Uh, along Rory the Lap style throw in, and Carlos Sullivan got a goal back within a couple of minutes. And half time probably came at the wrong time for Harps. We saw them for the first five, the first few minutes just before half time. They had a bit of a go, um, and it was a great first half. Second half uh, didn't reach anything like the standard of first half. Rovers were they were well within themselves. They they certainly weren't chasing any records or anything like that. They they were able to to rest, and it was rest the likes of Jack Byrne, etc., Aaron Green. Uh, they Harps had a bit of a go. I was actually quite impressed with Harps in the second half. They had a bit more about them. They never really looked like getting back into the game, and you felt Rovers had another couple of gears if they wanted it. But um, it, it was a comfortable win for Rovers. It puts them five points clear at the top, and with a short season with only 18 games and uh, six of them played already, that's pretty ominous, and it's pretty ominous for Dundalk. You need to see a reaction, I believe. Um, for Finn Harps, there was enough in the second half. They're not going to get relegated because of their results against Shamrock Rovers. It's going to be the other results that will tell a lot for Harps. And and there was, for the last 50 minutes or so, quite a bit about them. So I, I wouldn't be too despondent as a Harps fan. Yeah, well, I think it's... From a Rovers point of view, they're five points clear now, and you know, at this stage, I know we're only back, but but it's their league to lose right now with the five point lead and how how quick the games are going to come in fast, and you know, there's not that many that Dundalk can catch up with, and, and Dundalk, you know, generally do better in the second half of the season. So this is where they have to have their second half of the season, and if they don't, ultimately Rovers are going to be are going to have too much, and and win it. now they have the FAI Cup success they have winners in their teams that they'll know how to kind of i wouldn't say win a league but they know how to win things now and um, they've got their first trophy and now they'll be looking to win their second trophy and they've got the squad definitely do they have to get aaron bulger in on loan they have to extend in graham burke's loan so they really look like they're taking all their chances on winning this league and i i think at this point looking at it Unless a few crazy results happen, which can happen in this league, um, I think Rovers will win it now at this point. Yeah, I, I, I agree. If you ask me to pick the winner now, I would pick Rovers. I would caveat it by saying that a year ago, Rovers were, were 10 points clear. And even, I know we've only got two series of games, but I think even by the end of the second series, 
Dundalk had already gone top on goal difference. So um, you can't fault Rovers. They've been superb so far. I mean, they've got six wins out of six. Crucial win over Dundalk before the, the, the lockdown. They've been incredibly impressive. And uh, so, yeah, they do look like champions. But I still think it's a bit early to tell. I mean, it's by no means over. Uh, they still have to go to Oriel Park. And uh, they have Bowes coming to Tala in a few weeks as well. They'll go to Derry on Sunday. There's, there's a lot of tough games coming up for Rovers as well. They've got to go to Pat soon as well, I believe. So, um I, I wouldn't, I don't think it's over by any means. Um, but fr Friday night, Bowes Dundalk will, will tell a huge, huge amount. The subject of Bowes, we'll move on to them. They obviously beat Cork down there in Turner's Cross. They beat the one there with an Andre Wright goal, which was quite early on. Um, I, no real surprises for me there. I'm actually probably surprised that they didn't beat them by more. Um, I watched the game. Cork didn't really offer anything going forward. And Bowes, I don't even think Mandreo was in the squad. Not sure why I didn't see him in the squad. But uh, not sure what's going on there. But even without him, they're still going at the games and winning them. Danny Grant played the game. And he played on on the left. I thought he was very good. And just all in all, just bows. I just think looked a level above. I watched that actually on the Watch LOI stream as well. Yeah, I, I thought I thought Cork had a bit of a, a go at them. They could have, they could have snatched something from it. But I'd agree, bows were the better side. Um, uh, good goal, from Andrew White. A good stop from Mark McNulty first time, but he he got the rebound. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and people, you need to look at Bose. They're one point behind Dundalk. So I'm sure Bose fans are thinking, I think too many people, maybe us included, have been talking about a two-horse race between Bose and, sorry, between Rovers and Dundalk to win the league. Now, I actually don't believe Bose will win the league, sorry, but they're one point behind Dundalk. They're playing Dundalk on Friday night and they would actually go clear second if they win. So... We can't yet totally discount the fact that it's a two-horse race, but Bowes certainly, they've made a very good start. And uh, that that was a good, to come back from the lockdown, to go down to Cork and win. It's a place that Bowes have traditionally struggled in recent years. Cork had been a bit of a bogey for them. So it was a good win. I, I, I don't think Keith Long will be too worried by the fact that they only won by a goal. It was good to go away from home, down to Turner's Cross, come back with three points. and. They'll be buoyant going into Friday night in Daily Mount. Yeah, well, I'm just looking at the statistics here on the SSE Archicity League website, and you know, Bowes had one shot on target, and uh, Cork had zero. So, I suppose whatever way you want to look at that, there, there wasn't a whole lot in it. You're going by statistics, but uh, as I said, I just felt like Bowes for me this season definitely. Um, you know, if you're going talking back two years ago, you know that game would have been absolute stonewaller for Cork to win at home. But now, and, and with no crowd as well, I don't think Turner's Cross is going to be a t as tough a place for people to go to as it usually is. But um, I spoke to Chris Twardek uh, earlier on today, and here's what he had to say. I'm delighted to be joined by Bohemians FC player Chris Twardek. Chris, how are you keeping? All good, man. Thanks. 
No problem. So look, uh, we're, we're living in strange times at the moment, so it's hard to get like player interviews after games and so on. So we're, we're kind of getting you a couple of days after the win over Cork, down in Cork. But what what was the feeling amongst the camp kind of going down? There was a strange playing in front of uh, no fans and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, it was it was different for sure, especially Cork. You know, there's always a there's always a good atmosphere down there, and and you know it was a hot day, and you kind of looked around in the warm up, and and some of the some of the buzz that comes from the fans and and the atmosphere of that, um, you know, it, it wasn't there. So you kind of have to make the atmosphere yourself, and and most importantly, away from home, get a result. And uh, so thankfully we did, and 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 we're 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 pleased about that. Yeah, it was an early goal, obviously Andre Wright with the goal. Um, but do, were you confident that you were gonna gonna stay in the game? Were you worried that Cork were gonna come on to you at that point? Uh, you know what? I think obviously an early goal, it's it it can go one of two ways. It can either lead to you know uh, a few more and and you know push on from there, or sometimes it can be like your own worst uh, worst enemy scoring early and 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 uh and having some pressure but you know i think we were confident in ourselves and and we were we were looking to get three points in that game so um so like i said we're just pleased to to take away the positives of that and and then we'll reflect on what we could have done better um obviously against a a quality dundalk side coming up so so yeah we're we're just you know it's like any game You, you take away the positives and you reflect on the on the negatives well, I was at the Shelburne game in Talca Park against Waterford on Saturday. I kind of felt like um, it was a, it was a case of just kind of getting the fitness in now at this point. You know, every game is going to carry that bit more fitness. I think it will be more beneficial as the games come come more into play, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, you can't replicate match fitness. And even even uh, like uh, your, your preparation games and, and uh, your, your second preseason, a competitive game where there's three points in the line, it's... Even if it's not in front of fans, there's so much more to it. You know, it's 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 streamed across the Watch League of Ireland uh, streaming service, and and there's just so much more to play for when it, whenever you're whenever you're looking for for three points, and and you know you you can see the table and see how everything's influenced by it. So you know, it's like you said, you 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 take in your your hard work that you put over the break, uh, and and you can and you can hope that you know hopefully hit the ground running quick because with you know i think there's 12 games left for us you know you need to pick up points as early as possible because a slow start could mean the difference between you know you know where you finish in the league obviously you don't generally look at the table after six games and and kind of see where you're at but you know with with how things have shaped out uh that's the reality you know uh there's there's only 12 games left so you gotta you gotta make the most of each game just you mentioned there about the watch uh, LOI, the fact now that it could be watched anywhere in the world. Have you have you been getting more Canadian Bohemians fans on board now since you're able to watch? I suppose from Canada. Yeah, no, for sure. My family would always uh, like uh, love to watch any any game, so it's so it's perfect for them that they get to they get to you know see uh, from Canada. My brother's got it, my dad's got it, so uh, I think my girlfriend's got one here. So um so yeah it's uh it's 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 great for 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 that side of things that, that my family can watch it from back home so so that's a real positive for, for me yeah obviously you have a huge game against the dock now on um friday night so he's obviously looking forward to that and another case to maybe get a result and and, and build on the fitness because we we do have european games coming up as well which i'm sure you'll want to be right in the exact mold for that point yeah it's a huge month you know i think there's five games or so five plus games that we'll, that we'll have. And, uh, and the Dundalk game, it's, it doesn't get much bigger than that really, you know, um, 
you know, you want to, you want to, you want to play against the best teams in the league. You want to do well against them and, and test yourself and see what you can do. They've got good quality players. Um, you know, they've got depth, but, but really our, our message from, from the top is, you know, we focus on ourselves and what we can do and, and we'll, and we'll focus on our game plan and, and, uh, and our training week. And so we, 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 we respect them and we're excited for it, but, but all we're doing is just focusing on what, what, you know, what our work is. Absolutely. Well, Chris, I just want to say thanks for taking the time out to have a chat with us and I'll let you get on with your day. So thanks again. Nice one. Thanks, man. So there you go. Uh, Chris Twardek with a few new uh, Canadian fans for Bohemians watching from LO Watch LOI. <laughs> On to Talca Park on Saturday game. I was actually at uh, Waterford. 1-0 win against Shelburne with uh, John Martin with the goal. It was... I mean, I speak about the Bowls and Cork game there not being a very exciting fixture. It seemed to be a very, very similar case to the game I was at. Um, I mean, obviously, Jack was reporting from the game down in, in Turner's Cross, but I was at this one and... Yeah, I mean, it was a game of two halves. First half, Waterford were by far the better team. There wasn't a whole lot in it, really. I mean, but they were getting the better of the chances. Not that there was too many, but they got their goal. It was uh, Tyreek Wilson with the ball in and Sobo Wale um, on his debut, heads it across. And John Martin said to tap home. And he couldn't have asked for an easier finish if he tried. But from that point, kind of when Waterford got their goal, they were just seemed to be happy to defend and defend at ease. Like they really just defended at ease, and it was just, yeah, it was a. Uh, just watching them, it's just like it, this is like a walk in the park for Sam Bowen and Robbie McCourt, and at, at the back there playing centre back, and then you had Tyreek Wilson and Subawali, and they were just they just seemed to be first to everything all over the pitch, especially in the first half, and then kind of in the second half, Ryan Brennan came on and I think it was Setner came off for him, and Shells just started getting the ball, knocking it around, but they just couldn't do anything. They couldn't, just couldn't get past the water for defence. And I go back to it, it was the game against Pats earlier on the season where Waterford got the goal, and then they just held on to get that win over uh, Pats. It was a similar enough kind of thing where, where Shelburne were just trying to break them down, but ultimately they just didn't create enough clear-cut chances and that was it and Warford were just happy to defend and that's all it really was Yeah, I think that was the opening night of the season actually they pulled off that, that great win in Dublin and obviously the second one again last Saturday so yeah, it was um, it was a hugely impressive win for Waterford I mean I, I think people, myself included, had been concerned given all the talk and upheaval during lockdown, that Waterford could end up in the relegation battle. Now, they've certainly answered that even before they played, getting people in like John Sheridan, obviously a great player, but also an experienced manager. He's been around the block. and I mean, a great man to to come back into, to come into our league. To, and he obviously, as you said, set the team up so well, defended so well. Uh, I, I don't know how how busy Brian Murphy was as well, but he's a he's a good keeper to have as well. So, yeah, a hugely impressive win for Waterford, and uh, I th it doesn't look like they're going to be in a relegation battle anymore anyway. Yeah, well, Shelburne obviously bounced back against Finn Harps, and we'll get to that in a sec. But we do have to talk about the 
the fact that uh, you know Waterford's two players were showing symptoms of the COVID of COVID nineteen, sorry, and uh, one of them came out negative today. Now there's a piece in the Independent today with uh, Aiden Fitzmaurice, and it just says uh, Waterford have confirmed that the first player to be tested for COVID nineteen has received a negative result. However, there's a second player who's just waiting to get tested. Um, it says the Blues announced last night that their club doctor had resigned with fresh scrutiny on the Blues as the FAI stated that a second player from the squad was being tested after reporting COVID-19 symptoms. symptoms sorry. Uh, Waterford managed by ex-player John Sheridan have suspended all football activity in the wake of the statement from the FAI that two, that two players have been tested. And then uh, it says... The club also confirmed that the first player to be tested for the virus is still feeling unwell and added the club will remain in isolation until he is feeling well enough to train. Um, but it did say that the, the doctor, um, it says local media on suicide, reported that Dr. Sinead Fitzpatrick, the club doctor since 2016, has resigned her position. The club confirmed that she had left her position but offered no further comment. This is a bit weird, like coming out of a a good win the other day and after going through a lot of crap during the coronavirus where they didn't know if the Lee Power was going to invest in players, they didn't know what was going to happen and now they get the result, things are looking a bit, you know, on, on the on the good side and then this kind of comes in and just kind of brings it back down for their supporters, I suppose. A bit of morale lost, I suppose you would say. Yeah, well, it's certainly, it's great news the first test was negative and hopefully, fingers crossed, the second one will, will come back the same. Yeah, it, it has to be, it has to be a concern. There, there was a lot of, as you said, a lot of negativity in the early stages of lockdown and then, obviously, the huge boost with the talk of Daryl Murphy. I know he hasn't actually signed yet, but I believe it's it's still imminent. John Sheridan coming in as manager had to be a great boost to the fans and, and this... This has to be a blow on it. It doesn't. Uh, it's not good, and it's a concern for the whole league with the with the COVID nineteen situation. I mean, uh, well, hopefully we won't have any positive tests at any club. But I mean, it's a concern. What's going to happen? I mean, uh, Waterford have two games against Dundalk next week. We could mess up the European preparations as well. The preparations for Dundalk. I mean, Waterford have just come off as you said a fantastic win in Talca Park. They're on nine points. I, Waterford are looking at Europe. Their fans, I'm sure, are saying we can qualify for Europe. And I think no club would really f- find it sweeter to get into Europe than, than Waterford at the moment. And uh, yeah, this has to be this has to be a concern. And just fingers crossed that the second test is also negative. I actually spoke with Waterford manager John Sheridan after his side's 1-0 victory over Shelburne. At Talk Park on Saturday, so you can hear what he has to say here. Here with the winning manager, Waterford manager, John Sheridan. John, fantastic results in your first game in charge. Uh, tough place to come. How, how have you found it today? Very, very tough game on a, on a very tricky pitch, but a uh, great result for us. We wanted to try and get off to a winning start and I applaud the players for their effort they put in. thought we started the game really well, first 10, 15 minutes. Um, we got them on the back foot a little bit, but... You know, I, I think with the pitch, it was it was difficult. You don't realise how difficult the pitch was to play with. Um, you feel it a little bit standing on it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can feel it. Even, like you say, we're just standing here. But no, we get the goal at a good time, and it gives you when you get that first goal. It, any team will tell you it gives you that belief to to defend that little bit better and do what you have to do. I felt, if anything, I, I felt we could have played or kept the ball a little bit longer than we did. 
But and and second half when we go into the second half, show, but I knew they'd come into the game and they made us defend when we had to. And when and when we did have to defend, the lads done really well putting the bodies on the line. And it's a massive result for us. It gets us off to a winning start. It can only bring confidence into the team. Yeah, obviously there's been a bit of a quick turnaround in regards to you obviously coming in, you've got new players and just how has the whole process been? I know we're kinda of living in a bit of a mad yeah, time at the yeah, minute, yeah. but how has no, the process been no, for yourself? Difficult, difficult. You know, they mess they've they've lost some good players, four or five players since I've since I've come in. So uh, it was a case of doing trying to do things quickly and try and get players on on board obviously with what's going on. Um we've got a couple of players who are coming out of lockdown uh, next week and uh, Michael O'Connor from injury, so that will strengthen us. We are short on numbers, so you can see that in the people. And so to, for the players to, to get through the game on a, on, a, on a hot day as well. So, But we'll be stronger and better. After, the most important thing was winning the game. Winning the game, get three points, getting a bit of belief in the team, a bit of confidence as early as we could and getting off to a winning start, we'll do that. Yeah, it seemed to be a game with kind of two halves, but you could tell kind of the legs were getting heavy as time went on. I think that'll be a case over the next couple of weeks. Obviously, people start getting back up to you know the proper standards. It's kind of a bit of pre-seasony yeah, yeah. kind of feel to it. Yeah, and, and and the pre-season we've had is still been short. Yeah. you've got to get ready for games quickly. They come thick and fast. We've got one or two who are still a little bit behind, but games will games will get you fitter and, and stronger more than anything else. So. Um, we've just got to look after the people and because uh, we are short enough, we've got to look after one or two of the lads, the bodies in that and games come thick and fast. We, we travelled to Sligo on Tuesday so and the five games in I'm not sure how many days but you know four out of five away as well so we've got to be careful and we've got to take care of the lads. Alright well John listen thanks very much for your time and congratulations on the result. Thanks very much. last game before we get to talking about the Shelburne Finn Harps game was obviously Derry and Sligo it was actually the first game of the, of the restart but um, a surprising 2-0 win for, for Sligo and you know Derry ultimately you're thinking are going to be favourites for that one and, and just didn't get a result at all um, Kyle Calden my fan with the, with the first goal header from a corner and Ronan Coughlin with a penalty um, I tried to get a hold of Ronan today, but he just said he'd do it another time, so couldn't get him for an interview. But what were your thoughts? Uh, that was obviously a huge surprise. Yeah, it, it was, and I mean, I, I, I was one of the people that predicted a, a home win for that game. So I, I hands up, I got it wrong, and I got it totally wrong because Sligo were fully deserving winners. Um, they were the better team from the start, as you said, Kyle Callum McFadden with a great header from the corner. He was Regan Donnellan's corner. Um, they dominated the first half. They deserved to go in a goal up. They come out early in the second half, and Ronan Coughlin, who was probably man of the match, he was fouled for the penalty and then got up and actually took the penalty. I think that was just about five or six minutes into the second half, and at 2-0 then, that was, that was it. It was kind of game over. There was no real way back for... For Derry after that, and uh, yeah, it's so fair play to Sligo. The first win of the season, the first points of the season, and I'm sure their fans were were very concerned um, being bottom of the table and pointless uh, before the restart. And this is going to give them a massive boost. It was a great win, and they're probably very disappointed that they couldn't play the game against Waterford because they they would have been going into it on a high, having got such a great win at the Brandywell. Yeah, like from a Sligo point of view now, do you think that they can kick on and maybe get out of this relegation battle? How do you feel about that? And from a Derry point of view, 
you know, they can't afford to be losing to games like this if they want to, you know, get back into Europe again this season. Yeah, well, we start with Sligo first of all. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they're out of it by any means yet. I mean, they're well capable of kicking on and getting out of it. I mean, they're still their joint bottom of the table with Cork City. Um, I, I think if you look at it at the moment, it's probably between Sligo Rovers, Cork City and Finn Harps. Uh, we'll probably still end up being in or around the bottom three. Now, Maybe this this win will give Sligo the the impetus to, to kick on. Um, who knows? But I, I I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say they're out of it yet. I mean, they they need to pick up quite a few points. Um, from a Derry perspective, it was a very disappointing defeat. But then on Monday night they go to Richmond Park and pull off a fantastic two 0 win over Pats. So. I was thinking Friday night, yeah, Derry, God, they were on four points as well. They were level with Finn Harps. They were just a point off the bottom. Um, so it would have been a concern for them. But uh, to go down to Richmond Park and, and get those, and it was that was a fully merited, fully deserved 2-0 win. The two goals in the second half from Oluwusen Akintundi and after 49 minutes and Conor McCormick with about 18 minutes to go. They were um, fully deserving winners, and uh, I, I think that will. I, I, I don't think Derry for relegation was ever really realistic, but it must have been a little bit of a concern. They're up on seven points now. I think they will certainly push on and challenge for Europe. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, it depends which Derry City we see. Um, whether we see more of the team on Monday night or more of the team on Friday. Um, there's a few teams I think in the mix for Europe even though the Pats team that lost to Derry. I mean, they'd been so impressive in Dundalk and then they fall a bit flat at home. Pats are in the mix. Shells are in the mix for Europe. Bows are obviously in third place. They're um, strongly in the mix for Europe as well. And Waterford have to be in the mix too. I mean, I, I think we've, we've said this a few times, but with such a shortened season, I think every game is going to matter and every team has something to fight for. I don't think there are going to be any boring mid-table clashes. Yeah, well, just kind of just to, to, to finish off. Obviously, you mentioned there that uh, Pat's Derry game, um, it was it was crucial for for Derry to bounce back. Bit surprised with St. Pat's after their great performance against Dundalk. We thought they were going to go on a little bit of a run, but unfortunately, they didn't. Then we go to Shells and Finn Harps last night. Another game I got to watch on Watch LOI. Carl Shepard sent off in the 11th minute. And yeah, Shells managed to snatch a win with a Ryan Brennan header. And um, great goal and a great win. Like to, to bounce back like that after the result, they look so leggy against Waterford. They just look second to everything. Whereas last night, to go up there in the Pistons rain. And just grind out a result. Gary Deegan was unbelievable in the middle of the park and was getting rave reviews from everybody and just weathered the storm completely. And it, it just seemed no matter what Harps threw at Chels, they could they could actually you know handle it no problem. And even with ten men for the majority of the game, eighty minutes or so with 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 uh, ten men. Yeah, I mean it was the I think it was the eleventh minute when Carl Shepard was sent off, and nil nil. You're thinking. 
what an opportunity for Finn Harps to go on and, and earn three points at home and put themselves well clear of the relegation zone. Yeah, as a, as a Shells fan, Paul, yeah, I'm sure you're delighted. It was a hugely impressive win. Uh, backs to the wall, great organisation for um, for 80 minutes with 10 men. And to go, and, I, I think Shells would have bitten your hand off for a point after 10 minutes, 11 minutes. And uh, it's said to come home with all three. It's got to be fantastic. You mentioned Gary Deegan. He was actually superb before lockdown as well. He's an absolutely crucial player. Uh, it's a huge body blow for Finn Harps. A really, I mean, I, I said on Saturday that it's 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 games like Shamrock Rovers that won't they won't decide whether Harps get relegated or not. But games like losing one nil uh, at home to ten men in Shelburne, who Finn Harps would have seen as potential relegation rivals. I mean, Finn Harps would actually have gone above Shelburne had they won the game, and that is a real body blow and. Uh, it's got to be a huge disappointment. It's. I think Finn Harps have got to bounce back from this. It's. Um, it's going to be really tough. I mean, they got four points from the first two games. They've now lost four on the bounce, and uh, we need to see. Um, need to see Harps coming back from this. Yeah. Well, I spoke to Sean Quinn earlier on of Shelburne uh, to get his thoughts. So here it is. Check it out. I'm delighted to be joined by Shelburne's Sean Quinn after a 1-0 victory away from home against Finn Harps last night. Sean, after the result against Waterford, how key was it to get back to winning ways? Yeah, look, yesterday was just it was just magnificent. Like honestly, there was no better way we could have bounced back after the Waterford defeat. Um I think as a group, as a team, we just we took it with two hands and we just it was quality like and just, just obviously with Carl Shepard getting sent off in the eleventh minute, you you obviously started that game after coming on against Waterford the other day. You done well, obviously started then uh, last yeah. night. But what were you thinking? Eleven minutes, Shep gets sent off. You must be thinking at, at that point. Oh, here we go. We we seen him getting sent off, and at first I was saying like, I don't, I, I thought the ref was a bit harsh. I didn't think it was a sending off at all. And um, eleven minutes, I'm saying right. I think we're in for a hair. But I, you know what? Maybe it actually wasn't the worst thing that actually could have happened to us because we knew as a group we had to just step up and we just had to go for it. And I really think we did that. Showing, showing what we could have actually done, you know? It was quality. Yeah, and, and, and the fact that uh, to go one up as well at that point, you know, Ryan Brennan with the header, a great goal. But at that point... What a goal. Yeah, but at that point, you, you must be thinking, oh, Delhi, right, well, we're going to have to hang on here. But it's still the first half at that point. And, you know, playing that long up there with 10 men, it, it, if you're looking at the result, it's a magnificent result, considering the, the loss the other day, you know, to show the character to come back with 10 men and then get the result up in Bally Buffet, which everybody knows is such a tough place to go and get a result. Yeah, like, we were going up to, we were going up to Bally Buffet and it was just a typical... Finn Harps away day. It was lashing rain. It was windy. We knew it was going to be a battle. We got that goal, and I think as a team, it was important for us not to not to let ourselves sit back, because if we let us let let ourselves sit back, it just gives them an opportunity to keep us on the back foot. You know what I mean? And I really don't. In the first half, especially, we we kept them. We, we kept our high up the pitch, and we pressed them when we could, and we sat back when we had to. Yeah, so I, I think, think it was very. I think it was very professional and disciplined performance. 
Yeah, I think what you said there, obviously, about it being a typical night up there. I mean, it's wet, it's windy. Even on the stream, it was kind of hard to see you get the rain yeah. coming over. But I think it's such a good thing to actually have, you know, the fact that people can watch it from anywhere in the world now and you, you can stream and watch yourselves. I think that's brilliant. And I, I only actually was able to catch the first half because I had to go pre-season training. But the fact that I could even watch the first half was just a bonus in my eyes. What, what have you felt about the streaming service and what's kind of been the feedback? Have you been watching other teams on your own uh, Watch LOI platform? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think the streaming as a basis, is it's really a next, next, step, next step nearly for the league. Like it's really... I think the feedback from everyone I've been getting so far has just been really, really good. Um, in terms of my my perspective, I think it's been quality. Like I, I heard the stream wasn't as good last night because it was so rainy, and I think the rain was getting on the camera, so I'm not sure. You but, can still see but, though. Yeah, but from previous streams, like I was watching the Pats game the other day, and I was watching the, the lock, and you know, like it was quality. Like the streams are really top notch. No yeah, complaints at all. And obviously, them they've actually had a um, commentary and stuff like that. So I mean, it's a brilliant showcase. But just in regards the um, the lack of fans, how have you found that playing in, in grounds with you know there hasn't been any fans? It's mainly just been like the a small bit of media. Then you have your two squads really and the refs. Yeah, look, listen, the fans, the fans are our twelfth player, really. You know, like it's, it is tough. But once you step out on the pitch, even when the fans are there, I I try to just blank them out as much as I can and just because your adrenaline's so high you're just concentrating on the game what you have to do get the job done also but the fans the fans are always a help you know but look we just have to settle with the circumstances and so far it hasn't gone too bad it's one loss and one win as well so look we go we go again Saturday and hopefully another big three points on our way yeah another big away day trip this time it's yeah very big and it, it, that's like they're gonna have their tails up from getting the win against Derry now. So how important will it be to go there and get a result? Look, I think we need, need to go into the slow game with the exact same attitude. I think we went into the Finn Harps game, prove, hoping to prove other people wrong because you're getting a bit of stick in the press and stuff after the after the Waterford game. And I think we bounced back and sort sort of said, yeah, use well, or whatever, you know, to the, to the press foot. Yeah. Look, it's a bit, it's a bit early for that as well, you know. Like it's, it's only one win after the break. We need to, we need to keep the momentum going now, going into the next couple of games. Like our next three games are tough, you know, tough games. Every game's tough in this league, but hopefully, you get, get a couple of points out in the next three. Yeah, I think it's that old cliche, as everybody says, take one game at a time, and I suppose that's what yeah. you know shells be looking to do. As we all know the. The season's so condensed now that every game matters. But, Sean, listen, <coughs> I just want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to have a chat with us. No, but I pal, mate. All right, thanks very much, Sean. It's been a pleasure. There you hear it from Sean Quinn himself. What a sound man. But, uh, yeah, that's been it for our Premier Division show. Let us know your thoughts in the comments. Don't forget to like, don't forget to subscribe. And, yeah, as I say, have your say in the comments. And um, get involved. And if you like this video... You know, share it around and if you're listening on podcast don't forget to give it a five star rating and you know subscribe as well thanks for watching and we'll speak to you all soon